I'm Heather Donaldson, and you're listening to The Road Less Traveled. Hi, Brant. Como estas? Hey, my guest today is drummer Brant J. Cole. He has been drumming since the age of nine and is currently living in Los Angeles, working on several projects, including my very own Lady Catherine and Brianna and the Fates. Did I say that right? Yes. Okay, good. What's up? You know, just working on it all. So I wanted to talk to you (laughs) about, you grew up in a very musical family. And I think you did. And uh, I want to touch a little bit on what it was like growing up in your household. Well, actually, the opposite is true. So um, I was introduced to music. I was going to Catholic school. When I was nine, they brought in a band, a school band, and they said, check out this band, and if there's something you want to do, let us know. And as soon as I watched the drummers in the back, I was like, that's what I do. It was just mm-hmm. a, a passion, just a calling, like a magnet. And that's what I started doing. That's when I started playing. Interesting. So your father was a musician, right? He was. He was a, um, an original member of the association, a band in the late 60s that had lots of hits, uh-huh. had a, a really big career. Um, but he passed away when I was two. So I never really got to know him or soak up any of that. That's magical. Very, yeah. That's interesting because you're so musical and I think your brother is also a musician, is he not? He is, yeah. So it's literally in the genes. I think so. You huh. know, um it's truly a passion and the thing about for me being a drummer and playing is that it's an endless journey of knowledge because you know, whatever I'm interested in studying right now. There are other things I'm not focusing on that when I get over there and I'm going to spend time there. So it's like, it's a lifelong journey and I love it. I love gear. I love everything about it. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about your drumming style because I would describe you as a dynamic drummer. Um, I've played with you in a band and what is most impressive to me is that I can give you a song and you can walk in the next rehearsal and you have it perfectly. It's done. Um, and it's, it suits the song. Um, how did you find your style? Um, you know, I think that, I, I think I've been told that I'm a musical drummer. I don't know, I think most drummers are, but that comes from the bands that I used to listen to growing up. I wasn't always just into the drummer, I was into the band the uh, melodies, you know, not just the rhythm. So um, it's something I paid attention to and that I'm aware of. So especially, you know, when I met you here in LA, I moved to LA in 2005. Um, It's just kind of an understanding, you know, working on collaborative art, which is what being in a band is. Mm -hmm. Um, You work with the people that you choose to work with because you have some sort of synchronicity or understanding of what their vision might be, how you can facilitate that, um, which presents its own exercise, which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely true. I mean, if you talk about the dynamics of a band, um, 
let's talk about that a little bit. What is it? What is it like to be in it's, a band? I would describe it as like a dysfunctional family. Yeah, it is. It's really great, and it's also really like, man, <laughs> what's wrong <laughs> with these people? You know. Like, yeah. Um, but it's it's amazing when you do find people that you click with that you actually feel like you're producing art and you're producing the sounds and the and the stories that you want to be a part of. It really is magical. Yeah, it is. That so is something. It's you know because I do sessions and things like that as well. But that's a different. You know, you're hired to come in. A producer's telling you this type of take, that type of take. Okay, see you later. And then you know you hear it and it doesn't. I don't know. It always sounds different to me than what I thought it would be. But mm -hmm. that's different than being in the band. You know, I mean, currently I'm in the band Brianna and the Fates. Um, I met. I met the people I'm working with in that band in a previous band called Newton in the Fates. That project had some other people involved that didn't work out, but Brianna, Mike, myself, Mike is a bass player, guitar player. Brianna's a singer. Uh, we really kind of connected and knew that we were going to do our own thing. And that just kind of pushed us in that direction. So we are currently working on an EP and it's kind of in the Neo soul rock and soul vibe, which, uh, as a player, for me, I just, I love playing this stuff. Pocket grooves, you know, studying the old masters. It's, it's just, it's just endless. To, yeah, I've to, heard, <laughs> I've heard some demos from that project. Um, and it's fantastic. It just, it, it sounds like it is a lot of fun to be in that band. <laughs> well, I think it comes across, you know. Yeah. Um, it's, it's as democratic as a band can be yeah you know so it's um it's a lot of fun we uh are really looking forward to going forward and making a lot of music a lot of cool stuff and so you you currently live in los angeles right yes but you are not from los angeles i'm from from dallas texas okay and tell us about dallas well you know I started playing out in the scene, which would be called Deep Ellum, for people that are familiar. Uh, it's, it's like a, a three-block area where all the clubs were, that all the underground bands were playing at. And when I was like 15, 16, I started going down there and playing in bands. And it was a lot of fun. You know, and you got to be around older guys that were really good songwriters and great musicians that would inspire you um, and be a part of a scene. This was back in like 1985, 86. Mm -hmm. you know? So... It was really informative, but that's also the kind of city that I needed to get away from. Right. It's, it's good for a few reasons. It's very flat. <laughs> that just bothers me. <laughs> it just really does, you know? Um, and, and also, you just sometimes you got to get away. And I wanted to come to L.A. not only with the hopes of, uh, you know, more opportunities that could arise, but also just being in a situation where I would have to challenge myself because, you know, all the guys here are ninjas. So... Yeah, it's it's no BS. You have to work on your craft and you, everybody knows what everybody's doing. And I thrive in that situation more than being comfortable in a different place where you, you just kind of have it going on, you know. So what does that look like for you? How do you make yourself better? How do you grow as a drummer, as a musician in that competitive environment? Well, firstly, you know, it's definitely not a competition. That's the first thing. Yeah. You, you have to keep sight of the fact that it's your expression. Mm 
you're always going to see somebody that does something that you think, oh, well, I'll never do that. So I should just quit, you know, mm -hmm. but that's not really what it's about for me anyway. It's about the expression and the way I feel when I do it, you know, mm -hmm. and the fact that there's so much to learn. Like recently I'd gone and um, I felt like I'd hit some walls. So I wanted to retool my hands and I sought out a great teacher named Bruce Becker here in LA. Um, and just went to him and said, I want to blow everything up and start over. And that's what I did. And that opened a lot of doors for me and also kind of rekindled that fire for just learning, you know, and understanding that it's, it's, it's not, a, it's not a competition. It's about, Hey, I'm going to get these tools and I'm going to make these things too. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, I do. So it's, it's really, and it teaches you out here. It's like, you know, you go to any practice room or any studio and there's always somebody that's just a burner that, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to worry about your ego getting too big because, <laughs> you know, it's like, well, actually, yeah. So I really enjoy it. I enjoy this atmosphere. I enjoy the, the history of what's happened here. Um, you know, like I frequent the pro drum shop on Vine in Hollywood. It's very history and I just love it's almost like a uh, therapeutic trip to the spa. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, and it is. Like, there's a lot of history in it, that town. It's awesome. And you can go out and see an awesome band every single night. All the time. Yeah. And accidentally, most of the time. Yeah. You know, but I mean, there's clubs that I love to play and also like to hang out at, like the Mint, because I know what I'm going to get there. Hotel yeah. Cafe. You know, you, you know that whatever's going on is going to be quality. Oh, yeah. And that's awesome. Hotel Cafe, for sure. I've seen some great bands there. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you about your day job. <laughs> what do you do to pay the bills? Oh, you know, I'll tell you what. I do real estate, actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I work for a brokerage that specializes in laundromats. So I do commercial real estate. Oh, interesting. And how do you balance that? Like, do you, how do you balance your music and then also just making sure that you're doing whatever it is to, you know, keep the lights on? I stay awake a lot and I have to do a lot of stuff. Yeah. That's what I know. So, <laughs> so um, you know, daytime, you just, you just do your work. You collect your money to pay your bills, to, to pay for your your standard of living mm -hmm. and then um nighttime certain times you know you just create and then i mean what would be your dream your dream would be to be on tour and to fully be sustaining you know everything with music yes and how how have you have you had friends that have done that and you know it's interesting you should ask that because i have had friends i've had some friends that have gone on to very big things mm -hmm. very big you know but they were kind of in a um hired gun situation when the main artist wanted to change things up that was just it right you know so it having played as long as I have and knowing the people I know, it definitely is not what you think it is when you're a younger kid and you're thinking about it and you're going to be a rock star and all that stuff. 
Mm-hmm. Um, that's why, you know, it really is about the journey and about creating those, those friendships with other people that do what you do, that are your peers, that inspire you. And I, I've met a lot of players in town that are just great players and they're also really cool guys and I've benefited from having friendships with them. Let's talk about, I mean, I think one of the most important things in the music community in Los Angeles is just that it is a community. And, you know, I have met and still have some of my best friends in that community. And so that alone can keep you motivated. (laughs) It, It definitely can. I mean, I've met some really cool people through you. Yeah. You know, we went out to Della, um, Rancho Della Luna and recorded a record. Yeah, that was awesome. Well, that was it? pretty great. <laughs> and that was before all of the stuff that's been happening. So it was a Not bit. Not complaining about that. Right. It was a bit more uh, organic and natural. Yeah. Yeah. So Rancho De La Luna, for those of you who don't know, is a uh, recording studio in Joshua Tree. And it is just about the coolest place I've ever recorded a record. It's in the middle of the desert. It's this like old house. It's got every piece of gear you could possibly imagine in it. It's, it's so cool. And it has, uh, people have recorded amazing records there. Some amazing artists have recorded there. So it's got a lot of history and it's just a super cool vibe. Um, and Brant recorded drums on my record there. And killed it, man. You killed it every time. You come in, you just like three takes. It's like, I don't think it could get any better. <laughs> how do you do that? What's, how do you do that in three takes? Um, well, it's all the preparation before that. Yeah, well, tell me about that. It's just playing, playing it, practicing it, thinking about it, you know, knowing, making decisions about it. But it's really just the repetitions of playing it. So I'll give you a demo, right? Like mm-hmm. I give you a demo and I have some basic ideas about what I want the drums to sort of be like. But I mean, we're talking very basic ideas and you take that and, you know, a few days later, turn it around and come in with like the most amazing, perfect track. How many times do you think you played that song? Uh that's hard to say. I mean, each song, I wouldn't say a bajillion times, but it's really more just diving into the space of that song and trying to figure out what have you set up? What have you set up with the melodies, with the music, with the phrasing? Mm-hmm. You know, how can I support that? And then that kind of gives me an idea of like, well, here, I could do this. And then I try to think of another idea that's completely different from the first idea just to kind of explore it. And then it, it really kind of more is a feel kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And then you as the artist, because, you know, if it's like uh, the last record we did, um, you know, you'd, you had moved from L.A., so we weren't able to, like, practice together in a room, but you came down and gave me the tracks and we played it. Right. Um, you, you know, it's like you and I have a good working relationship, and I understand your music and how I think what I can do to contribute to it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of hard to, to put into words exactly, you know, because I'm not reading charts for it or anything like that. Yeah, you just kind of feel it. Yeah. I get it. It's organic. For and, then, you. and then I think it's, it is organic for me, and I think it's important 
you know, when you're working for an artist or with an artist and you're being a part of that, um, to be open-minded to their ideas or changes they might want to make, which is, a, which is something you have to learn, you know. Um, when I was younger, I don't think I would have been so into that. But, yeah, like, you don't like my idea again? <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about, you <laughs> fool. Yeah, so that's not helpful. <laughs> no. No, so, you know, like, I just went to Dallas. I visited my family and some friends, and I actually did a couple sessions while I was out there, which was exactly that situation, because I have a friend. I said, hey, I'm just coming in for a couple of days. Send me two songs. We'll record them. It'll be fun. Yay. And he sent me seven songs. So, ooh. Yeah, so, so I tracked them, you know. Yeah. Um, and they're not Dream Theater Prague songs, but it's really more because I know him and I've worked with him for a long time and I understand where he's coming from as his expression as an artist, you know, um, that I'm able to do, I think, something that I think supports what he's trying to do. Right, yeah. Um, you also have an electronic project, do you not? I do. It's called Cold Flood, and that's with my uh, production partner, Carlos Flood. And uh, it's kind of like I get these inklings to, to pull out reason and start throwing down some different rhythmic patterns and groove ideas and then take those tracks and I'll record real drums on them or real guitar, real bass, that kind of thing. Um, so it's kind of a – it's not really dance music, but it's more of like an electronic you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, how long have you been doing that project? Oh man, like 20 years, long time, but we are very slow movers sometimes with that. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? And that's my design. Yeah. So, um, it happens, you know? So are you just doing that in between all your other projects or are you just, do you get, I mean, I, I've heard some of that material. It's really interesting stuff. It's very cool. It's kind of like, you have this whole other electronic influence uh, side of you. Oh, yeah. Like Cascade. You're like super Absolutely. into that. I love it. Tell me about that. There's some really good stuff out there. Um, you know, I, it's not for everybody, and I get that. And I don't – I'm just really concerned about what I'm into. But um, I've just had some really good times at some shows where – you're just hearing really great rhythms playing against each other, you know, low tones that just feel good physically. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of that stuff that I like for sure. Yeah. You like it so much that you started your own project. That's right. <laughs> but, but if I'm like in a band playing drums or writing with people, I really love playing the soul kind of thing. Yeah. You know, why just, do you think that is? I think there's kind of a, a simplicity to it that is deceivingly hard, mm -hmm. you know, because it's really more about touch and it's really more about dynamics. It's really, um, you know, if you listen to James Brown, I'm sure everybody's heard James Brown songs, Clyde Stubblefield, you know, <laughs> and the bass players, it's like, that's really great. That feels really good. You know? mm -hmm. And to hear a rhythm section or to play in a rhythm section where the bass player's playing those nice groovy lines and, you know, you're able to just sit in the pocket, put up a nice groove next to it. That to me 
is like hitting the, the mountaintop. Yeah. It just, it's the greatest thing. <laughs> so I never knew what, I mean, I knew what a rhythm section was, right? But yeah. drum and bass. But I didn't know that the rhythm section, like, those guys basically have to be buddies in a band. Like, the bass player and the drummer, like, commute, have their own, like, language in a band. Tell me about the dynamics of the rhythm section. You know, that's just a kind of a... Because you don't always click with every bass player you end up working with for however long. Right. You can still do it. You're both good players, and it sounds good, and you sound really good. But sometimes you just click with someone, and I think it's like your sensibilities, your internal clock, your sense of dynamics, theirs, just kind of matches up. It makes sense, you know. Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of another one that's hard to put into words. It's an, yeah. it's, it's an intangible. It is, and I feel like like I, there were moments when I was in a band with you and I felt like we had moments where everything clicked, but that is, that is rare. Yes, it is. And that's why when you find it, you try to keep that going along. You try to keep it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, what, what your practice style is like, or actually I'm going to change my mind. Let's talk about gear. <laughs> mm, yes. Because, Let's talk about gear. Because I know you're a gearhead. Yeah. And so what are you currently, what, what's your current drum kit? I'm playing a Q Drum Company drum kit, which is local here in L.A. I um, was able to go out and talk to Jeremy, the uh, owner of that company, and tell him what I was looking for. And he made me a beautiful drum kit. It's a uh, maple shell, and I play 20-inch kick drum, 12-inch rack tom, 16-inch floor tom, typically, um, and snares I swap out, but I really like a 5x14 Superphonic. And why do you like that? Because I like the way it sounds. <laughs> How does it sound? It sounds, it sounds like groove and pocket. <laughs> yeah. And so why, how, let's, how much did your drum kit cost? Oh, I don't even remember. I'm like, sure, I'm sure it's a couple grand. A couple grand? Yeah. Yeah, it's expensive to play drums and it's really yeah. more expensive your cymbals. So let's say, let's say your whole, let's say your whole rack gets stolen, you right. know, which has happened to me a couple times. You're probably out 1500 bucks to 2000 bucks to replace this stuff, you know, because just like any musician, most players have specific taste and they want, you know, the stuff they want. So the stuff I want is expensive. So, and it sounds good. It does sound good. I think so. You know, and, and part of changing my technique when I did that was so that I wasn't going to be breaking cymbals and I wasn't going to be, you know, like when I was younger playing in heavier bands. And that was uh, something you're like, yeah, I broke my cymbal. Now it's like, ooh, man, you broke your cymbal? Like, mm -mm. So, yeah. you know, and, and also the cymbals for me are such a, a giant universe of sounds and textures. And I always, I always thought that if I would want to make cymbals. They're so cool. They just look cool. They do look cool. You're and right. they have, they're made by, what's that one that starts with a Z? There's Zildjian. 
Yeah, that one is the coolest. Well, they just <laughs> that is the, that is the coolest one. I know nothing about drums or cymbals, but that's the coolest. It is the best aluminum. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, there's lots of great companies. There's you know anything anyone could dream of doing. It's out there for sure. Um, and but part of it is you know your taste as a player will change as time goes by. So something I didn't want. 10, 15 years ago, now I just have to have. Yeah. So it's, it's, that's why I say it's an entire universe that you just get to explore for a very long time. And so what would you, what would you, what advice would you give to a young drummer? Like say somebody who's in their, you know, teenager or early twenties trying to get started. What would you tell them trying to perfect their, their skills? I would tell them that, you know, Yes, go take lessons and build a great foundation. Mm -hmm. Acquire the tools that you need to do the, to be able to build what you're going to want to build. Like, you know, and a lot of guys will just start playing rock bands when they're younger and you're playing and you can be great and you sound great. But if you're not aware of the fundamentals and techniques of playing drums, your hands, your arm, how it all works together, Mm -hmm. um, you, you're going to hit some walls for sure. So, you know, I was in that boat where when I was really young, I was already playing out in the scene and everybody's going to be so awesome and we're all going to rule, you know, this whole thing. So mm -hmm. I'm just playing in these bands, teaching myself bad habits and blah, blah, blah. And all that stuff I had to undo. Right. Yeah. You know, and so I would really recommend anyone starting out or even if they've been playing for a long time and they're up against some walls, the answer to that is to just redo it and it's really not that hard i mean it's brutal but it's not that hard if that makes sense and what do you mean redo it like find a teacher or you go to you, you go to a teacher you know there are guys around that teach like bruce that i mentioned um dave elich there are a lot of guys that really are excellent at expressing and communicating to you what needs to happen like why you're not getting the results you want mm -hmm. you know how to maximize the instrument you're playing how to understand the instrument you're playing and what it's capable of mm -hmm. you know it's it's a lot there's a lot to it so how um going forward what are you what are you working on now or how are you trying to bring yourself to the table more as a drummer like what specifically are you doing you know um recently i kind of decided that and when i was younger i used to create a lot more i think i'm going to kind of head back in that direction a little bit mm -hmm. um so i'm gonna spend some more time working actually on the coal flood stuff and definitely love what's going on with brianna and the fates and I'll be playing with them and writing and working with them for a very long time. Um, hopefully. And you're playing so, live now in LA with them, right? Not yet. We're actually, so the situation is my great bass player, great guitar player wrote both parts, recorded both parts. So we are currently looking for uh, a keyboard player and either a bass player or a guitar player to uh, be able to play out live. Oh, because he can play both, either or. And he did, right. So yeah. going forward, after we find somebody that we can work with, we won't be in that situation. And, you know, 
that'll be helpful. Yeah. yeah. And so has, is the EP out yet? No, we're kind of in the middle of mixing it. Oh, awesome. But it's all, it's all recorded. It is all recorded. Fantastic. And where did you record it? We recorded it at a private home studio. Um, it's not really, it's called Anomaly Studios, but it's not uh, very public. You know, it's, and, a, it's a guy, well, it's, you know, it's a guy that's a Foley artist. And so he built this amazing studio in his backyard. It's a secret. Yes, it is a secret <laughs> that no one cares about. But um, he gets really good sounds in there. And we just went in there and, and you know, tracked awesome. all the stuff and got it down. Awesome. Well, where can people find, I'm wrapping this up now, but I just want to know uh, where people can find you online if they're looking for you and your projects that you're in. Uh, I have my website is brantjcole.com mm-hmm. and that's the same handle for Facebook and Instagram. And that's where everything is. Brant J. Cole. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you for being with me today, Brant. Thanks for having me. It was a, a fun talk. Awesome. And I will talk to you soon. All right. Bye, Brant. Bye.